That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 90 of Luton Digital, the fancy football podcast for season 4, the 22 slash 23 season is nearly among us. I'm delighted to be joined again by my co-host, Steve. An absolute privilege to be with the reigning champion, uh, Samo. Uh, You've obviously now had the trophy. I know you've had it polished and we've had it engraved. Your first ever season, but of course, with a first title comes pressure. And there were moments last season where I know a few of our league managers were worried that you wouldn't be able to handle the pressure. If it's anything like the tennis yesterday morning when there was a little bit of Nick Kyrgios that was going on, how do you think you're going to cope with the pressure this season? I think there's actually less pressure on me because I'll be less annoyed if I don't win it this season since I've already won it. Last, last season at points you threatened retirement. Uh, can you now rule out that you're not going to do a Kevin Keegan and resign in a toilet at some point this season? I can rule. I can rule that out. Let's get on with the show. Emails and tweets. Well, start of the new season. Obviously, a lot of uh, interest and planning from our fellow managers, and so Sam's inbox has been inundated. And start with this one, Sam. Mark Burrows has got a mystery new tactic for this season. Um, any ideas what that might be? Well. It would be funny if his tactic was to make no transfers and just call it a day for this season and create a team from game week one. But I mean, Mark Barr is becoming fast, becoming one of the most senior and competent uh, software developers that uh, the UK has. Do you think his uh, new tactic does involve AI or data? Some sort of. It may involve more data analysis for his transfers. We can only speculate. And one here from uh, Helen Jerome. She always takes a chance on promoted teams, Sam. Is that something this season that using the Fulham defence and the Forest, uh, some exciting signings at Forest. Uh, we saw them twice last season and uh, they, they failed to score against Luton Town. So do you think that same thing will happen this season? Yeah, so Luton Town absolutely had fast number, especially in the second game, a well-deserved victory for Luton with no bad refereeing decisions throughout but I would avoid the defence of all three promoted teams as they're all likely to concede a lot of goals. Worth saying at this stage Sam that um, do you fear for Bournemouth another side that Luton uh, smashed last season? Well Bournemouth don't seem to have brought in many players and as you said we also comprehensively beat Bournemouth last season so I think I would buy for Bournemouth but I think there might be some value in a few Forest slash Fulham players maybe later in the season. And a final one from Ian Reese. Uh, he said that following his poor performance last season, can you confirm whether there any teams were relegated from Luton Digital this season? Well, unfortunately, it is like the MLS. There is no relegation. There's just Champions League places, Europa League places, Europa Conference League places. Um, checker trade trophy places and of course the champion and uh, I'm the champion
season preview. So a brand new feature, and um, we're going to look first of all at the goalkeeper, Sam. Pick out some players you considered before. Don't go into your actual team reveal yet, but which goalkeepers did you consider looking at? Well, what's interesting is the big three keepers always play and get loads of clean sheets. Are only 5.5 million this season, so they're cheaper than how they usually are. So you can consider Allison, Edison. Luis and um, we just see yes those are the only three which are 5.5 everyone else below 5.5 so a lot of cheap keepers this season the ones that did well last season Ramsdale Ramsdale, Pope, Martinez a few seasons ago I wouldn't really consider at the start I'm thinking more of the likes of well, I did well, I ignore my advice. I would consider Pope because playing for Newcastle defence that was quite strong last season and playing Forest opening game should be good chances of a clean sheet there. Another one to look at is Ward for Leicester because Schmeichel is meant to be leaving and there's a rumour that Rodgers is going to put Ward in as number one instead of signing a new keeper. So if that is true, you've got four million starting keeper there. What keepers would you consider? I haven't got much to add uh, on that, Sam, but instead I will concentrate on the defenders. You're listening to Luton Digital. Get in touch via LutonDigital.com. Well, we continue our season preview with a look at the defenders and some of the defenders that um, I was considering. Uh, obviously, you've got the premium picks, uh, Cancelo, Cancelo and uh, Alexander-Arnold from last season and Robertson. But I think the big thing in the defence is there are a lot of cheap players at 4.5 who are going to go big. So I don't think you really want to be paying more than having more than three premium and then you want to be picking up two absolute budget budgets. Uh, and there's a very obvious 4.0 standout budget buy in the Forest uh, fullback Williams. Uh, and... Then you also, I love the look of Zinchenko. What a player. He was criminally underused at City, but at Arsenal, he could play midfield. He's going to get goals. He's five million. James Justin was knocking on the door of uh, a special side. Uh, love a Luton, ex-Luton player, but he hasn't actually made the cut. And that's how good the um, op- defensive options are this season. That I couldn't find a place for James Justin. Um, I think there's great value in the defence, Sam. Um, what do you think? I do agree. There is a lot of good value options. There is actually a few 4, point million, 4 million starting defenders this season. You mentioned Nico Williams from Forest, who does seem to be starting. Well, it's, it's rumoured he will start. And the other one is um, Patterson for Everton. He might start as right back. And who else is there? Um, Yes, probably just them two. Okay, and that's the end of the defensive roundup. There now follows a special message for our Australian friend, Mr. Evan Weeks. Sam, I know you've spent quite a long time looking at midfield options, but you want to add a quick extra mention of a defender who uh, you think everyone will be buying. Yes, I think Perisic for Tottenham is a very interesting pick. He at the moment is 
5.5. Played left wing back all of last season, that's why he's... What's his ownership? His ownership is 30%, or 29.1%. That is surprising, given his stats, that it isn't up at 50-60%. Sam, pick out some midfield options, but go, go beyond the template. Don't tell us about Salah, because everyone knows it. Don't tell us about Son. Who do you really like the look of that uh, <laughs> some of these managers may not have considered? Well, I think some of them, such as Martinelli for Arsenal, is a very good pick. We just find him out. And there's a Wolves standout, I believe, you're looking at. Yes, he is pretty template, though. That is Neto. He's played very well in pre-season come back from an injury, so raring to go. We've had several discussions, uh, hate to call them arguments, because obviously we don't argue in this pod, but um, you are very sceptical about one of my picks. Uh, is it time to reveal one of the players who's made it is the great Villa player, Leon Bailey, star of pre-season, come back completely transformed. I think I'm right in saying he got a 15-plus point haul on debut last season. And uh, word is, he's going to absolutely batter Bournemouth this weekend. I think, I do see logic considering he's playing Bournemouth, but I think there's just no guarantee that he's actually going to start since we'll have Coutinho, Buendia, Watkins can play on the wing. They've got, um, who else? I think they have Triore as well. So there's, there's no... There's no guarantee that Bailey starts. Harry the Cat's mystic prediction. And finally, Sam, let's look at the strikers now. Uh, I know you'll be going for one of the big dogs, but talk us through your early season strategy. Well, as you said, Villa playing Bournemouth, I do think Watkins is quite an interesting pick. I think he is meant to be on penalties as well. So I would, I would consider Watkins. And then you have players like... Brojo, if he leaves Chelsea, he might be interesting at the 5.5. And then, oh, the one everyone seems to have, which is template, I think he's apparently the highest owned player in fantasy history at the start of the season, and that is Gabriel Jesus for Arsenal. And so the big decision is Haaland or Kane as one of the big guns. Uh, I know you're thinking you're going to start with the Tottenham man. Yes, I think... Southampton at home is a lot of an easier fixture, so I'm going to bring Kane in and wait to see how Haaland does. There is a big chance I bring Haaland in for game week two against Bournemouth, though. That's, you can't afford not to have him. Mistake of the week! Now, some of you may be thinking, why have you chosen mistake of the week um, instead of game week preview? Well... Reason four, in the first game week of last season, Sam, you'll remember Ollie Doward played his bench boost. And in the end of the season, that cost him the title. It was a poorly played bench boost. Sam, take us through the first game and your prediction, please. Palace will be taking on the arse. Yes, I predict. I don't think Arsenal are going to win this game. I think it be quite close. I'm not going to go as far as a Palace win, but I think it'll be a draw, 1-1. Very interesting, because Sam obviously hasn't been following pre-season form where Arsenal have been absolutely on fire. But yes, but pre-season this, doesn't mean everything. This is a four-goal win for the Arsenal. And next game we have Fulham-Liverpool. 
Fulham Liverpool. Uh, I see a quite an easy Liverpool win by three goals. I agree. And then we have recently promoted Bournemouth against Villa. Well, Bournemouth, I think, are going to be possibly the worst team uh, that the Premier League has seen for many years. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of financial problems, unfortunately, coming back to that club. Uh, so Villa, again, by three goals. Not sure they'll be worse than Derby or Sheffield United, was it? Well, they weren't in the Prem. A few seasons ago. Oh, I see. So I, But I do think Villa will win this, probably narrowly, 1-0. Leeds Wolves. Uh, well, I tell you what, we didn't cover in the defensive options. Stuart Dallas has been reclassified as a defender. It was that game where he got 21 points or something, didn't he, with his two goals against City? Tempted, Sam? Um, not at the moment. I think we need to wait and see how Leeds perform this season because I do think there is a chance they could be in trouble. But they've lost Rafinha and Phillips already. They have signed quite a few players, so. We'll see how they get on, but I think Wolves will win this narrowly. Although Wolves without Jimenez, who's injured for a while, it could be other way. But one 0 Wolves. Well, you're hedging your bets there, Sam. P- people listen to this pod for you to make a definitive well, I did. view. I said definitive one-nil, view. One-nil Wolves. And I'm going to Leeds win. Newcastle versus Forest. Be interesting to see how Forest do with almost a whole new eleven of players. Newcastle ended the season very well, and I think they'll start the season very well. So, a comprehensive 2 0 win for Newcastle. We've slagged Forrest off a little bit, but Johnson in attack is an absolute exceptional player. Uh, I expect him to get some goals this season, but I'm also going for a Newcastle win. Spurs Southampton. Um, Sam has tipped Spurs to go top three this season, unbelievably. Uh, a lot of people are getting excited about Spurs, uh, so presumably you're going for an easy win. I am. I'm going to go for probably 2-0, though. It was, was it last season when Spurs won 4-0 with Kane, Son combining a lot of times? So, interesting to see if that happens again. And then it's Everton-Chelsea. I think Everton, today it's been shown that Calvert-Lewin is out for quite a few months. I think they are a team that could be in real troubles. And Chelsea signing everyone, De Jong, Cucurella, Koulibaly... They're meant to be signing, they signed Koulibaly. Sterling, Sterling's an interesting one, would you consider him? He was originally, but I couldn't make him, I couldn't make him work. I think Chelsea will win this 2-0. Uh, Leicester-Brentford? Yes, been to see if, if Brentford can repeat this at the end of last season's form without Ericsson. I think it'd be tough. Leicester haven't signed anyone so far. I still think they'll win this narrowly, probably 2-1. Uh, there's going to be a protest starting at Salford Keys ahead of uh, United Brighton. Your view? Quite rightly so, since they have not backed the manager at all. And £50 million on a centre-back who might be third choice isn't really enough so far. Well, Ericsson and Nashia do seem all right. I think Brighton will probably shock Ten Hag and win this 2-1. And West Ham City. This could be a close game, but this is why I haven't brought Haaland in straight away. Because I think West Ham away is a bit more difficult than usual. But I think City probably will win this in the end, but so 2-1. My team, your team. We just had a little discussion uh, here in the studio uh, 
whether we're going to reveal our teams because obviously there's a little bit of a competitive advantage with Sam. I notice you have uh, eight red players. You do like the red teams in red, don't you? Well, it is all subject to change, but at the moment, yes. In goal, as I said, in the keeper section, I've gone for Pope, Ward. Might be seeing Ward starting if Leicester don't sign a keeper. Four million. And then defence, it's Cancelo, Perisic, Trent Arnold. And also, the other one is Dallow, 4.5. Starting for United, I think could be some value there. In the midfield, we have Martinelli, who I said earlier. Yeah, Luis Diaz, who's eight million. I think could be could be a bargain. Playing Fulham away at first game, of course. Salah with Rashford to complete the midfield four. Rashford's interesting one. I think we'll be given another chance on the Ten Hag. What do you think? No, don't get anywhere near my side. And up front, two popular picks, Jesus and Kane. Kane over Haaland. What about your team? Well, um, the key thing for me is in the first three game weeks, I mustn't fall 100 behind because that's what cost me the title last season. So it's a slightly, I would say, slightly templated team. You could criticise it, but it's got, it's packed as it always is at this stage of the season, with potential. Uh, I've also gone the same two keepers, and it's interesting that you changed your keeper after I showed you my team. A little bit naughty. Pope and Ward, and then uh, three at the back. Uh, James, he's going to get over 200 points this season. Alexander-Arnold, ditto. Perisic, uh, I think he may well be overhyped. I expect his hamstring to twang fairly early on, but I'll, I'll join the bandwagon. And the two backups, uh, Zinchenko and Nico Williams. In midfield, I'm going four across the back in this first game week with Neto, Bailey, Salah the captain. And I think standout value. Why are you picking uh, Diaz over this guy? Saka. And then up front, he gives me money for Watkins, Kane and Jesus. I think you'll agree. Title contenders in that lineup. Sam, there's not a uh, few different options for captain this week. Uh, Salah, Kane. Who have you gone for? There's Haaland to consider as well. but And Vardy at home. Yes, Vardy. Possibly, if you want to be bold. But I think what I'm going for, and everyone seems to be going for, is Salah against Fulham. The fourth official has indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowed. Three minutes time allowed. Well, that completes uh, our first podcast uh, of the season. Sam, any thoughts, uh, managers, uh, as they approach this pivotal season? Obviously, you've got, uh, was it 16 game weeks and then a break? Interesting one. I don't know, you probably haven't been reading the rules as closely as I have. But then you get unlimited transfers during the World Cup. And then you get a second wild card in the second part of the season. So effectively this season you have three wild cards. It is interesting. I think it will bail out managers like you who always waste their wild card in the first four game weeks. Now my tip this season is there are some players everyone starts the season with who always turn out badly. Remember last season there was a player called Luke Shaw who you were hyping up 
over and over again he started with and he didn't deliver. In previous seasons, players like Barkley, Ali. Harry Kane never scores in August. He has scored in August before, so that thing no longer works. But so my advice is to not try and try not to fall for some of the traps such as Leon Bailey. Now um, we have gone through the whole podcast without a mention and congratulations to the Lionesses. What a performance on Sunday. Uh, we watched it in a bar here at our mystery location and uh, our feed from the dark web was actually two minutes ahead of the bar. We were able to film the reaction of our German compatriots as the goal went in. And what a spectacular video that was. Yes, very Sam, good. is that the future of football? Yes, I do think women's football is very, very exciting and it's good to see the growth of it in recent times. So good luck to all managers uh, this season. I think it's going to be competitive, it's going to be fast. Uh, don't despair uh, if you have a bad game week one. Uh, lesson is, uh, first three game weeks are really where it all tend, the picture tends to unravel. Who was the early leader last year, Sam? Because it wasn't you, was it? I think it might have been Ian Reese. No, I don't think so. And on that bombshell, we'll clear up who was the early leader because we've got the stats here. We'll clear that up in next week's episode. Until then, good luck, everyone, and have a great season. Goodbye. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points. <laughs>